0: Ours in prayer is for reflect. Now, let's reflect on today's scripture, John 10 verses 22 through 30. Then came the festival of dedication at Jerusalem. It was winter and Jesus was in the temple, temple courts walking in Solomon's colonnade. The Jews who were there around him saying, how long will you keep us in suspense? If you are the Messiah, tell us plainly. Jesus answered, I did tell you, but you do not believe. The works I do in my Father's name testify about me, but you do not believe because you are not my sheep. My sheep listen to my voice. I know them, and they follow me. I give them eternal life and they shall never perish. No one will snatch them out of my hand. My Father who has given them to me is greater than all. No one can snatch them out of my Father's hand. I and the Father are one.
1: Thank you, Larry. Hey, Faith Family, uh, in here and out there, uh, and I want to welcome all of you, especially who are first time, who are new with us today, uh, whether you're in person or online, and, and I hope that God speaks to you, as well as to all of us this morning. This is week seven of our eight-week series called The Prayer Course, and that means today we are in the semifinals, Right? <laughs> And uh, each week, uh, we've, been, we've been praying together the, uh, this foundation prayer that Jesus taught his disciples. So let's pray it together now, shall we? Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. One of the joys that I've experienced uh, during this series is getting to hear from some of you about how you've been growing in your prayer life. And one of those is uh, my friend, John Urich, uh, so welcome, John. And uh, uh, also, uh, John started uh, coming to a, a faith group back in November, and uh, I'm, you know, interested to have you share with everybody. Um, how has that impacted your life, being in a faith group?
2: Uh, well, I've been in a few different men's groups a while ago, but I during you know the last two years, there'd be times where I started working from home, and I wouldn't go out as much. And there'd be times where I'd be on the couch, being like, "Do I have the energy to shower today?" And <laughs> I, would, I would just occasionally like just go into a, a funk. Yeah. And uh, I knew a men's group is a place where you can kind of go in once a week and like check in with each other, talk, and you know, we uh, reconnect and kind of. It helped me keep track of, like, when I started, you know, right. slipping into the funk. And then also, you know, the studying and learning is a, a great thing, too, and getting to know the guys. But, um, Well, in the group, uh,
1: you know, most of our groups have been going through the prayer course as well. And, and uh, I'm, I'm interested to hear from you, how has God challenged
2: you? And how have you been challenged to grow in your prayer? Uh, the biggest challenge has been the asking. I'm pretty good at the pry, you know, the, <laughs> the pausing, rejoicing, and yielding. But it was a, a big challenge to think about the asking. Okay. Um, and, you know, then I reflected where, you know, Jesus asked, and, they, you know, throughout the Bible people ask God. And then I remembered going to, you know, a small country church with my grandparents in a farming community. And they'd pray for rain,
0: mm.
2: and it kind of you know they've always been a good example of you know faith in our family. And it's like, okay, they knew how to ask, and they, yeah, they allowed themselves to ask. So, learning to ask has actually been the biggest challenge. Okay, um, and so you started asking
1: then, uh, and why why didn't you ask
2: before? Um. I don't know. It's it's the strange thing is I do believe in miracles, and you know the you said one time uh, the more you pray, the more coincidence there are. Yeah. And I've heard yeah. miraculous stories, but uh, it's almost humbling to you know go to God and ask. Yeah, sure. Uh, and then if it doesn't happen,
1: you know you're disappointed.
2: Well, and one person in my uh, in the group said, you know if you don't ask, you can't be disappointed. And when I started praying and asking God, I realized, you know, it's kind of putting yourself out there. It's a new faith of, I know when I prayed for people, you know, for healing, it'd be like, okay, you know, please heal them. But if not, you know, grant me the strength to endure it. Um, so mostly I was, you know, praying for like the inner strength and, you know, patience and stuff like that. But even then, when I prayed, it it was more like a reflection of like, okay, I know it's within me, and I follow the word. Yeah. But praying with the idea that there's, you know, the hand of God's actually going to come down with intervention um, was humbling and intimidating. Mm. Yeah. Uh, and praying with the honest thought that, you know, my prayer may, you know, will be listened to by God, and God will act on it. Uh, it was, you know, that, that's been like a challenging thing and right. um, uh, a different, a, a new step in faith. Sure. It, it takes a lot of faith to, you know, put yourself out there and ask and then open yourself up to the disappoint, disappointment. Yeah, if it doesn't
1: go the way, the way you ask. Um, so, what's something you have
2: asked for? Well, I've been traveling more, so I've been praying for good weather and safe travel. Yeah, and, good. I figured I'd start with uh, the weather like my grandparents did and okay. go from there.
1: And, uh, you know, uh, I think those, you know, very simple requests, too, you know, and uh, I know you had a, a situation you were thinking back on, too, about your daughter, right? Oh, yeah. I was, uh,
2: so one time my daughter asked me for a ride uh, to a friend's house to go play, and she was kind of sheepish when she asked, and I'm like, well, of course, I'd love to give you a ride to your friends, and then you'd have a fun afternoon. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, why were you worried about asking? And, and then I realized, you know, it's like, same way where God wa- is just kind of waiting to give us stuff. And then knowing that, you know, I, I love my kids' ass, but I'm not gonna give them everything they ask for. But I still kind of enjoy the fact that they're coming to me, you know, and asking. Yeah. So even praying and asking if it is an answer uh, it it's a definitely a different feeling of praying when you're you know earn, earnestly asking for you know the divine intervention and it's mm-hmm. that's been the the biggest one. And realizing that it's appropriate, encouraged and you know, like I said earlier, like I realize it's a part of our faith, it just wasn't a part of my faith. Yes. And you know, I I need to kind of incorporate that wholehearted asking God for his hand. So that's part of a healthy relationship with God. Yes, and I I was hadn't thought about how much of that was missing and then I started, you know, seeing more of how often people are asking God. It's like, Well I I didn't have that. Yeah. So All right. Thanks for sharing with us, John. Thank you. Appreciate it.
1: Thursday morning, I, I woke up about two hours before my alarm was to go off. Ugh. <laughs> and so I sat up in bed and I prayed, and uh, my heart was especially drawn to pray for you, to pray for this church. And, and really, I, I am drawn to pray for you a, a lot. Uh, you're, you're on my heart. I, I love you. I want to see you thrive. I want to see you united. I want to see God do big things through you. And uh, so, I, so I prayed about a bunch of different stuff, and then my, my mind seemed to settle then on one prayer. Jesus, our shepherd, lead us. Jesus, our shepherd, lead us. Lead us. And I, I made that into a breath prayer. So I, as I was inhaling and exhaling, it was like I was holding this prayer before the Lord. Now, of course, you know, sometimes my mind wandered, but I didn't let that bother me. I would just gently bring it back into that breath prayer. Jesus, our shepherd, lead us. And just as I was finishing that time, a thought came into my mind. I will lead you. Now, was that Jesus speaking? Maybe so. In either case, I took it as reassurance that Jesus would lead us and lead me. During this series, we are... Learning the P R A Y outline for personal prayer times. Pause to be still in God's presence. Rejoice in a psalm and reflect on a scripture. Ask God to help us and others. Yield to God's will in our lives, come what may. Now, in the Bible, what is the first thing that God does? He speaks. He says, let there be light. Our God is a speaking God, and we are speaking people, and we're also created to listen. But as sinners, it's hard for us sometimes to listen to God. You know, we, we harden our hearts. We want to do things our own way. We put up our defenses, and so we're not listening very well. And, and it, it happens to all of us. And so as a result, we get fuzzy reception. These are supposed to be the antenna coming up from your TV, right? We get fuzzy reception. Well, today I hope that we all learn to become a little bit better listeners. Listening to God is is part of the why of yielding because in order to listen to God and to listen well, we must be willing to yield to God. We must be ready to do what He wants us to to do readiness to obey God prepares us to listen to God and that's the heart of today's message let's just say it together shall we readiness to obey God prepares us to listen to God and if we are not ready to do we'll be less ready to hear Let's open our Bible, shall we, to John's Gospel, chapter 10, verse 27, uh, part of the passage Larry just read for us. Uh, And here in this this chapter, Jesus is contrasting his disciples who listen to him from his detractors who don't listen to him. And Jesus says that he's the good shepherd, and his sheep and, and his disciples are like his sheep. Now, I've never been a shepherd, never had sheep, never tended sheep, uh, never called for the sheep to come. Now, I have called cows, and and if cows think you're calling them for supper, they will come, and it doesn't matter really whose voice it is. Uh, When my grandpa would call the cows, he used this word. This was his word for the cows. Subba! I don't know what that word means except cows come, you know. And so I tried it, and it worked for me too. Uh, the, The cows don't care who says it. They hear it. They want to come and eat. Apparently, sheep are a little more discerning. They'll only listen to the voice of the one who cares for them, the shepherd. Verse 27. You with me? Jesus says, my sheep, what's the next word, my sheep? Listen to my voice. I know them. And they what? They follow me. So this is our key verse today, and and let's say the whole thing together, shall we? My sheep listen to my voice. I know them, and they follow me. And so here we see that that connection, don't we, to listening and following, hearing and doing. And that's why we say readiness to obey God prepares us to listen to God. Pete Gregg, in his book, How to Pray, A Simple Guide for Normal People, outlines five ways to listen to God. And they all work in harmony together. They're not in competition First is the Bible, and this is our bedrock for hearing from God because we know that left to our own devices, we could come up with all kinds of things that we think God is saying to us, right? Fortunately, we have Scripture as our primary source, and I hope it is clear to you if you've been coming to Faith Westwood a while that Faith Westwood stands on this word. Not only do we hear from it every Sunday, uh, nearly every Sunday we open these Bibles uh, in the worship. You know, I I want you to to hold this book in your hand and feel it and read the words on the page yourself. These scriptures, properly understood from a Christ-centered point of view, have an authority that comes from the authority of God. Let me say that again. These scriptures, properly understood from a Christ-centered point of view, have an authority that comes from the authority of God. Now, if I hear uh, sort of the inner voice of God, or I think it is, but its message is contradicted in this Christ-centered understanding of Scripture, well, then I would say, I'm not sure I should listen to that little intuition I just got there. Because it's going against what has already been revealed. The written word is the foundation for what we believe and how we behave. And we we cannot rewrite it just because it doesn't suit our tastes. Anyway, uh, another way that we hear from God is through dreams and visions. Probably not as much. Maybe that's a good thing. There's a lot of it in the Bible, though. Uh, And of course, we know that most of our dreams are not revelations from God, right? They're just our brain uh, kind of doing all these crazy stories to refile things that we need filed, something like that. But I remember once telling a counselor that I was seeing about a, a dream that I'd had the week before, and this dream was kind of like right on target. It was very helpful. And the counselor said that my subconscious was helping me heal. He's probably right, but it also may have been a gift from God. Now, I've never had a vision, anything that I would call a vision, uh, but I do have a pastor friend of mine who, who says something like that happened to her. One time, an image came into her mind very strongly of a guy that she knows, and he was choosing this one thing instead of the other thing, and she didn't know what it was about at all. When she told him, he knew exactly what it was about and what it it meant and what he was meant to do. It, It seemed to be this guiding message from God. A third way Pete Gregg says we listen to God is through wise counsel and common sense. Never underestimate wise counsel and common sense. You know, a lot of times when people, you know, make an appointment, come to see me, or we chat somewhere, uh, this is usually where I can help the most. <laughs> you know, I, I help people process their next step. I help them evaluate their options, and I pray with them. And of course, any good, wise, trusted friend could do this too. Doesn't need to be a pastor. The book of Proverbs tells about the wisdom of listening to advice. It says, the way of fools seems right to them, but the wise listen to advice. The way of fools, they're going to charge right in. They know what they're doing. They got it all figured out, but the wise are humble. And they're going to stop and they're going to seek counsel and they're going to gain wisdom by asking for advice. Now, besides the Bible, the most common way for me to hear from God is probably through personal reflection. Sometimes an idea pops into my head and, uh, you know, I got all kinds of crazy ideas that pop into my head. I don't pay attention to them all. I may not act it and then later in that day they might come back. Maybe a couple days later, it hits me again. Maybe a week later. And after a while, I start to go, God, are you trying to say something to me? Are you trying to get my attention? And, and uh, other times, you know, I don't get anything like that, and I just have to make a decision. Uh, you know, after some personal reflection, I, I, just, I, I just decide I'm going to do what seems best. And, you know, I trust that, that, as Paul says, we have the mind of Christ, that if I have learned him enough, grown in him enough, centered him in my life long enough, that I, I can more, better think the way Jesus would think than I used to many years ago, I hope. I remember nearly 30 years ago, Trish and I were uh, making a decision about whether to move from the place we were living then to about 1,000 miles away And because I, I thought about going back to school. Well, and of course, this was a big decision, uprooting our family, you know, going to where we didn't have a job. Um, and I thought, surely God is going to give me some big sign. I mean, if I'm going to do something this radical, Lord, you've got to give me a sign. Or at least, at least a really definite whisper in my heart. But there was no sign. No dream. No whisper. It's kind of like I wanted to tell God how he had to show me. And God didn't always do it that way. I remember one sunny spring morning, I was walking in this small town. I was walking from the post office back to the church. And I finally realized, God's not going to give me a sign. I'm going to have to decide this. And how am I going to make this decision? And as I walked, I realized that if we didn't do this, if we didn't go, then I'll always wonder. It's always going to be in the back of my mind if I should have done it. And I don't want to live with that regret the rest of my life. Maybe this was God's way of stretching my faith. Would I follow him when there was no sign with no miracle message, no voice? What if all I had to act on was just reflecting and considering? And so, in the end, we did. And that leads to the last way of of learning to hear from God, and that's by taking action. 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 Uh, many years ago, uh, I, I was worried about my friend Tom. Tom, it seemed like his life was kind of spiraling out of control. He was not making good decisions. His wife and his kids had already uh, moved out. And I decided to give him a call. So I rang his number. This was, this was before cell phones, probably before answering machines. <laughs> So I just let it ring. I don't know why. I I let it ring and ring and ring and ring and ring. After a couple minutes, (laughs) a couple minutes, he picked up the phone. And we talked for a little bit. It wasn't until a few days later that Tom told me what had happened. When his phone rang, he was standing on a chair in his basement with a noose around his neck, trying to have the courage to kick that chair away. And then the phone rang, and rang, and rang, and rang, and rang, and and would not stop until he got off that chair and answered the phone. I had no idea. All I had was a hunch. I, I, I need to call Tom. You know, it wasn't a big deal. You know, it was just a hunch I was acting on. I didn't know if it was from God, and even if it, was, it wasn't, it wasn't a bad thing to do. But I do know this, that the more we act on what we hear, the better we're able to listen the next time. Readiness to obey God prepares us to listen to God. And that's why we say that listening Is a form of yielding prayer. Now, in the pews this morning, you'll find uh, cards with the P R A Y outline. Uh, They're probably on one end or the other. So, would you pass them down the row, and and everybody can get one? And those of you at home, just find grab any piece of paper or envelope; anything will do. Uh, Earlier in the worship, we paused to be still. We we rejoiced with the psalm. We've reflected on Scripture. And now it's time to ask and yield. And if you were to ask God for one thing for yourself, what would it be? Not for somebody else, but for you specifically. And if you don't know what to ask, you can even ask God what to ask for. And then listen. So, in just a little bit, we're going to take a couple of minutes of silence, and you can... Pray about that. Write down below the red letters, write down your prayer. Uh, And if you're not sure what to ask for, then just go with the best that you can, and uh, and that will be good. You could say, God, I ask for blank. God, will you provide me with blank? Lord, I need blank. Maybe you'll ask for a better job. Or... To be more patient with your kids or for the stamina to finish the school year or relief for your aching back or wisdom to know which car to buy or money to put gas in your car or the mending of a strained relationship. And I also want you to know uh, that after worship as you're leaving the building, there on in the east entryway there is a big bulletin board with push pins on little tables beside and I'm going to ask if you'll put your prayer on that board pin it up on there and next week when you come back it'll still be there and you can think about your prayer what you've what you've asked God for for you and if you want you could even look at some of those other prayers and just kind of join those people in, in in praying for them Let's pray. Lord, we confess that sometimes we don't listen to you very well because we really wouldn't be ready to act on what we hear. And so, Lord, we we ask you to please forgive us for not trusting you, for not trusting that you know what's best for us. And so, right now, we yield to you once again. And, um, Lord, we are listening. We are listening. And now during this time of prayer, um, you may remain seated if you'd like, but if you also would wish, uh, feel free to come forward to the Step of the chancel and, and stand or kneel as you pray. And I invite you to, to write your request on the card.